When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Activating my 3.99 APR, APR offer today, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Rampernard. Okay, in English, what did you just say? Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. I've got this credit card. Yeah. It's for um, American Airlines perks. Yeah. It's got a 3.99 APR through. It's extremely low. I know. Through June 1st, 2023, which is interesting because people must not be using their credit cards because the economy sucks so probably, much. Probably, yeah. Otherwise, That's probably I would, true. otherwise, a credit card company would never. And I've gotten so many of those. 
zero percent interest until 2024. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Discover's been doing that a lot. Which is great because you can, you know, that's one way of getting your debt load down is putting it on a credit mm -hmm. card like that and then pay, make sure you pay it off. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you miss a payment yeah, by a minute, defer, or they go interest. way up to the absolute top. Oh, yeah. they really? Oh, yes. It's like, yeah, 27% deferred Whoa. interest. So that, yeah, that is a way of bad. financing things. Like, like, Did you know, I just saw something on Anderson Windows or something, had a advertisement or some window company on TV, had a thing that you can get a tax credit for the windows that you installed. Like oh, a, that's like right. A yes, double, you can. double tax credit for the windows that you've installed yeah. for this year, and you did it this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So make well, sure you keep the receipt. Yes. Yes. Make sure you keep the receipt, because next year you should be able to get a tax credit on those windows. Oh, we'll have to talk to. Yes. Whoever we talk to about that. Well, your accountants can only do what you tell them that you've done. So. Yeah. I think huh. anything with energy savings right now is... Mm. Um, well, they're like triple pane, insanely energy that's, efficient. That's it's, good. That's what they want. Because yeah. energy mm -hmm. prices are going to go sky high this winter, apparently. What? That's We're going to go into recession. Yep. So it's a good thing that you replace the windows. And a tax credit would be also a good thing for you. Sure would. So make sure you look into that, because that's ridiculous. It would indeed. Now, there was a guy in the news today. You were talking about windows and all that stuff, and I just it made me think of him. The guy's real name was Marvin Glass. Hmm. That's a window company. That's a really good name for a window company. But that's his real yeah, name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Marvin Glass. A guy who was like the water commissioner for some town. His name was Randy Drinkwater. Randy Drinkwater. There you go. I mean, if you, you have a name like that, you have to go into it. Well, some sort of water-based profession. Do you want the cameras on, Andy? Well, and sometimes... Uh, yes. We haven't really been using them. Sometimes you think that... Um, well, you don't need to if you don't want to. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you have a name like that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It is true. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you yep. seek it out. Yep. I was told by... I can't remember which Native American tribe it was in the state of Minnesota, but my name in Native American, they claimed Thomas Barnard means twin big bear. Twin Big Bear. Yes. I know Thomas means twin. I do know that in almost all languages. Thomas yeah. means twin. But I didn't know Barnard meant Big Bear. Oh. Ah? Well, look at you. What do you think of that, actually? Take that home with you. Well, you um, kind of are a Big Bear. Roar. Roar? <laughs> boar? I'm roar. a big boar. Roar. <clears throat> I thought you said I'm a big boar. Anyway. One of your favorite things to do is play Roar with the kids. Roar. I do like playing Roar with the kids. That's true. It's very bear-like. So much for Netflix problem with subscriber decline. During the last quarter, 2.4 million new subscribers joined the streaming service. The company announced Tuesday not only did that reverse the two quarters of subscriber loss the company had previously experienced, it's more than double the million they'd expected. The Guardian reports helping Netflix along with Stranger Things 4 and Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, the two most watched English language shows in the company's history, both of which were released in recent months. So basically, they, they reset their, their payment schedule, and everybody loved it. Uh, i got to tell you, and, and Mom, I think we'll agree on this one, that Netflix programming has gotten a lot better, yeah, too. Yeah, all of a sudden it got a lot better. Well, I think they kind of, you know, they were going the whole um, very, very political. Yeah, they were. Hard line, and I think that that just turns off so many people, and so many yeah. people cancel, that they're maybe figuring out that that's not... It's not wise to hopefully 
make half the population hate your guts. Well, yeah. we have a guest coming up that's going to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, no question about it. It's time we need it. Look, like I said, what finally put me over the top is people are upset because of the thumbs up emoji. I'm like, okay, if that upsets you, well, you like, need to stay away from I, me. I think there's an entire industry dedicated to outrage. About yes. any oh, tiny, is. tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny little thing. And if you fall for it or get on that bandwagon, your life is not going to be nice. It just can't be. It can't always be. It can't always be gloom and doom and horrible stuff. It just can't. Why do you think human beings want to be so vulnerable and miserable? And why do they want to be like that? Well, like that? I said, misery loves, loves company. Uh, true. We know that to be true. And also, we also have definitely known that on social media, negativity thrives. But why do you want to be looked at as so touchy and vulnerable? Because it's a bandwagon that everybody can hop on real fast. God, I would never, like I said, even if you victimize me, I would never admit that you victimized me. There's no way. I'd get back at you somehow, but I'd never admit you victimized me. I don't know. I guess it's just like anything else. If you're really good at something, you know, um, very few people can match that, but everybody can match being the worst at everything. So. I, well, is that's what? And well, you know what? I think yeah. you might have a point there. Yeah. Hey, I'm the worst at it. I'm tied with you. Yep. It's like, a big. Okay. It's a big pile of people right there. I didn't think I'd see the day that this headline would pop up on my laptop, but. Uh, George Floyd's family plans to sue Yay for $250 million. He maliciously made statements that are inaccurate and unfounded, their attorney says. Uh, George Floyd's family is planning to sue him. Uh, Roxy Washington, the mother of Floyd's daughter, plans to uh, file the suit on the girl's behalf. Rolling Stone reports a statement from attorney said Yay and his associates will be sued for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, infliction of emotional distress. Floyd's daughter is being re-traumatized by Kanye West's comments that he's creating an unsafe and unhealthy environment for her, said Nuru Witherspoon of the Witherspoon Law Group. Uh, lawyers have also issued a cease and desist order saying the cause of Floyd's death has been settled in courts, but Ye maliciously made statements that are inaccurate and unfounded. So what did he... Okay, well, apparently this, this, these are the things he said, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West appears to be on a mission to alienate the people formerly known as his fans. <laughs> That's a cold statement. It's kind of funny, but it's, it's cold. It's also sad. In his latest controversy, Ye said fentanyl killed George Floyd, implying that former Minneapolis police officer Derek, Derek Chauvin was wrongfully convicted of murdering the black man. I watched the George Floyd documentary that Candace Owens put out, Ye said, uh, on rapper Noor's Drink Champs podcast. One of the uh, things that uh, his two roommates said was they want a tall guy like me, and the day he died, he said a prayer for eight minutes. They hit him with the fentanyl. If you look, the guy's knee wasn't even on him. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. 
Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM his neck like that if you're fascinated by aliens ghosts cryptid creatures like bigfoot then i have the show for you the paranormal 60 with dave schrader each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms tune in pocket Casts, teaser amazon music audible podcast addict pod chaser google podcast Castbox, spotify ir radio and apple podcasts the Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I knows? said, he's having, an, he's having a, a mental break. He he does need help, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's having a mental break. I don't know if... Maybe you know. he just needs to lighten up. <laughs> you think lightening up I might th- be it? I think so. Did you see that story this morning? Uh, does she know? Which you? one? Oh, we were just reading a story about how Ye, Kanye West is being sued. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you could hear the story. That's why you, you were laughing there. Uh, but in any case, uh, apparently uh, Kanye West is being sued by George Floyd's family for a quarter of a billion dollars for making uh, inaccurate, inappropriate statements. Uh, Madison Malloy, our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, with us this morning, it's time to lighten the F up. I couldn't agree more, Madison. I'm here with you. Yes, it, exactly, right? I, yeah, it's, uh, it is. I'm excited about this new book. It's got a lot of, you know, behind a uh, catchy title, it's got a lot of useful information that's going to help people, you know, free their finances, stop being so offended, uh, reevaluate their relationships. Um, stop judging others, all the good stuff that, that you need to live a happy and healthy life. You know, Madison, i got to tell you, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I am so sick of hearing people call themselves victims because I've known a couple of victims in my lifetime, and these people aren't even close to that kind of anguish. Uh, seriously, it's, oh, I'm a victim. No, you're not. You don't like something that went on. That doesn't mean you're a victim, for God's sake. It is time to lighten the F up. Madison Malloy, M-A-L-L-O-Y, when you're looking for the book, as a matter of fact. We've been talking about that on this show for, for several months, maybe in a few years now. Peep, Madison, what pushed me over the top was that I saw, I just brought this up about two minutes ago, when I saw they want to get rid of the thumbs-up emoji because they don't like it. Why do you care about the thumbs-up emoji? I don't understand that. Who cares? Who wants to get rid of the thumbs-up emoji? Did you know what group it is? It's a group. It's a Gen Z. Apparently, Gen Z wants to get <laughs> rid of the... uh of Gen Z. It's, it's marching on the thumbs-up. Thing on Reddit. To, I'm sorry. Gen Z, Gen Z needs to work on their fashion before they worry about the thumbs-up emoji. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa. Accurate. <laughs> oh, you like that, Alex? Is it, what are they wearing? Well, they were, they're wearing everything from, like, grunge. It's kind of grunge, right? Kind of mixed with, like, early 2000s. What? It's weird. Like the pleated gross pants. 
just wide yeah, leg. I know. But yeah, you know what? I always laugh because people complain about, you know, they used to complain about the millennials, and now the millennials pretty much are almost 40. Uh, and now it's the Gen Z that, that they're complaining about. But it's funny because the people that are complaining about them are the people that actually raised this generation. So it's like, wait a second, look at yourselves first. Like, you created this, you created this mess. Well, it's interesting, Madison, when you put it that but, way. you know, they're not... Yeah, they're not all in math, obviously. I don't want to no, no. put everybody in, in, into a group. But, yeah, the thumbs-up emoji, I mean, I think that is gone a, a little far. But here's the thing is I feel like when things when people, uh, things or people want to be canceled uh, or we're being sensitive about something, it's really just a very small group that's actually bothered by this, and somehow it makes a big story. Yeah, makes I think the majority of Gen Z is probably like, I love it. I love the thumbs-up. Yeah, it's because of social media. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about that. You know, you're looking back on it, Madison, if we do it that way, because we're talking about it's time to lighten the F up. It's actually F asterisk CK, so it's not just the F. It's it's almost the whole word. But when you yep. look back, because I, I am uh, a, uh, I'm a baby boomer, uh, the generation before us saved the world. There's no, you can't even argue that, that the, the generation before us saved the world. So we kind of grew up looking at the mm-hmm. greatest heroes of all time, the greatest generation, as Tom uh, Brokaw called them. So we did, I think, try to lighten up yeah. on the next group of people. And, and for some reason, that didn't work for, for some of those groups. I don't get it. Yeah, I think the problem was that... Um you know, we, we allowed this victim mentality to go a little bit too far, and uh, people just thought, well, okay, if I'm a victim, I have an excuse, or I can be offended by yeah. this, and now I, I have a voice. Everybody has a voice. It's just, you know, are are you doing it to, to feel sorry for yourself, or are you doing it because you actually have a, have a reason? Um, but I talk about, in my book, there's a chapter that's titled Time to Stop Being Offended. Right. And in that chapter, it really covers, like, when you're offended, notice what it does to your body, your heart races, your palms get sweaty. Like, it's not good what's happening to your body. It's kind of like a fight-or-flight mechanism that's going on. So, first of all, it's bad for your health to be offended. And second of all, most of the time when something somebody does something to you that you, you, you think is offensive, it's really not about you. You just happen to be in the way. Yeah. There's a lot of examples I give in the book that can help you um, kind of properly and quickly analyze those situations and also diffuse them. And uh, what you'll find is that you are the one that chooses to be offended. So just... Don't choose to, to personalize it because it's really it's, most of what we're offended about is not about us. No, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely, like an example of what we, we were talking about. You know, you have to kind of look within. Yeah. I'm sitting at a, a, a table here, uh, doing a podcast with Madison Malloy, and my wife is here, our son is here, and our daughter's here. Uh, the three of them. Uh, are the people I love the most on earth. And then you throw in the grandkids, it gets even a bigger crowd. So if I was offended by the yeah. thumbs up emoji, I'd go, yeah, but you know what? I have Catherine and Andy and Alex and the kids and the, I don't care about the thumbs up emojis fine with me. Is that what you want? Do people not have families to kind of look toward and go, Hey, I tell and you guys can answer this. I tell each one of you, if I see you or talk to you that I love you every day, do I not? 
You do. Yep. And you guys do the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't forced. It wasn't something that was like, you have to tell people you love. We just do it, and we've always done it, uh, Madison. Are most families like that, or do they avoid that? My family's like that, and I'm like that as well, and I think it's an amazing way to be, and more yep. people should should do that, express how they feel. Life is short. None of us know when our last day is. Yep. Um, so tell the people, obviously, you love them and appreciate them and cherish that time uh, and, and be in the present. But, yeah, I think that families just kind of uh, – there, there's so much to go in, and we don't have time, but, like, um, you know, it, we kind of pulled apart from the nuclear family, so to say. Mm-hmm. And we really need to focus on getting that back and, and valuing and cherishing um, those relationships and, and family. And, yeah. You should say I love you to everybody, even the guy at the post office. Why not? You might make it day. That's true. <laughs> I go in and spend $100 on stamps. I'll tell them I love them. You should. But I love you, man. I hope you have a great day. <laughs> he might change his life. You never know. That's true. Now, one of the things you do point out in your book... Uh, Madison Malloy is our special guest today, ladies and gentlemen. The book is available everywhere, correct, Madison? Uh, primarily Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Well, that's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> These days, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, much so, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the book is called "It's Time to Lighten it's the true. F Up." It's F asterisk C K up. To. It's it's yeah. So there's no it's. It's just time to lighten the F up. Oh oh! It just says her new book. It's. And then it's time to lighten up, uh, lighten the F up. Okay, sorry, because whoever printed this out printed it out wrong. Um, but the one thing that you do mention uh, is one of your things that you, you want to take care of, changing your perceptions, manifest your best reality, kick your confidence up a notch. But you do bring up improve your sense of humor. That might be the toughest one, Madison, of all time, because people don't think anything is funny anymore. Everything is hurtful. Yeah, which is a complete lie. I don't know who's telling these people that, but everything is actually funny. I mean, if you really think about it. I agree. The stuff that we we get upset about, you know, we're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be two minutes late because of traffic or this guy's driving like an a-hole. And it's like, it's, it's kind of funny if you, if you really think about it. You know, life life is funny, and I, and I do believe that life evolves and happens exactly how it's kind of how it's supposed to. And, um, you know, next time you get bent out of shape because there's traffic or your flight's delayed, just think, hey, maybe it's my guardian angels protecting me and I'm not supposed to be there two to five to five hours early. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and laugh about it. Think of, think about all the hotties you could meet at the bar in the airport when your flight's delayed. <laughs> you just never know. That's real nice, Madison. <laughs> No, it's, Real nice. it's true. I mean, everybody, it, it's it's so true. Everybody just is, like, so on edge. Well, I mean, you know, people have reasons to be on edge. You know, mm-hmm. everything costs a fortune. You go to the grocery store, and you're just like, how much is a bag of groceries? How much is a pot right. of groceries? Right. Yeah, it's kind of, sometimes I think that Americans have so much pressure on them socially and financially and uh, just, it, it's sometimes hard to stay positive. What are mm. do you have any tricks or advice for that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like don't ignore your your feelings because they're absolutely justified when you're feeling a little bit down or negative. Just acknowledge it and say, okay, why am I feeling this way? 
And then once you acknowledge it, you might be able to shift it. And I always love, you know, instead of life is happening to you, it's actually happening for you. And you've heard, like, other people like Tony Robbins say, life happens for you. And it's so true because when you say life happens for you, it's easier to flip a negative to a positive. For example, I had a big meeting I was in New York City for, and I was dying to meet this person, and the meeting got canceled. And you know what? And I was I was bummed, and then I said, well, life happens for me. I probably wasn't going to be on my A game today. So now the meeting's going to be rescheduled, oh. and I'm going to nail it. Yeah, you have more time it's to happening prepare. for me. Yeah, okay. That's a it, great... Exactly. So that's a good way to switch a negative from a positive. Yeah, no question about that. The number one thing that you do bring up in your book, like I said, I, I've already talked about several categories that I like a lot. Um, we just talked about, uh, you know, improve your sense of humor, no question about that. Uh, kick your confidence up a notch. Maybe number one for me overall, because I think this is causing most of the problems in our world right now, certainly in America. You talk about conquering fear. I think everything now is fear-driven. Uh, everybody's afraid. And when people are, uh, people are afraid of something, they want to put up this front, like what a tough guy and what a big mouth I am just to, just to kind of make you see that they're not afraid when they actually are afraid. Whereas if you actually conquer your fear and you're not afraid, you'd never act like that. Exactly. And people need to acknowledge, first of all, the media is pushing fear. When you turn on the news, that is what gets you to click, to tune back in. And next time you feel, like, scared, right, or you're fearful about something, just realize when you're in fear state, you are controllable. Yep. Somebody outside of yourself is controlling you. So it's like you step into faith and you say, you know what, I'm going to be okay. This is going to work out. I'm not going to let fear or the narrative or other people control me. So that's a good way to kind of think in your mind and, and eliminate those fears. See, I, I could not agree more with you on that one. We need to get rid of the fear out there, but people don't want to embrace it. They're afraid to embrace their fear. They really are. So it depends on what they're afraid of. If they're afraid of skydiving, go skydiving. Yeah. I think if you can get over your fear and conquer it, you should do that. But if there's other things that maybe you're fearful of the upcoming recession, I think we're already in it, but people are saying it's upcoming. Yeah. Uh, and you're not sure what's, what's, what's going to happen. Well, do things that are going to make you less fearful. Figure out your budget. Figure out where you can cut back. Um have, have you know, whatever, if you're fearful of, you know, food shortage, we'll stock up on some canned goods. There's a lot of things we can do that'll prepare us to not be so scared. I think fear is the unknown. That's exactly what it is, right? We don't yeah. know what's going to happen. But if you can, you know, get ahead of that, then you're going to live in just a more peaceful uh, way. And also have faith that things are going to work out. That's all you need to do is get through this whole. We, uh, Madison, as an example of of people seeing themselves as being a victim or being this or, oh, my God, my life is a. uh, Last week on this very show, last Thursday, we had a very special guest. Brian was his first name. And um, instead of uh, being a victim of uh, this or a victim of that, maybe you should listen to the interview because 
Uh, Brian talks about the fact that five years ago, his, uh, his teenage son was shot to death for no reason on a street corner. They, they oh, still have God. not found the murderer. And then just about two months ago, oh. he lost his other son to drug addiction. So you think you're a victim? You think you got stuff to worry about? This man, Brian, sat there and did the best he could uh, to put his best foot forward and make everybody else in that room feel better, not worse. He was a victim not once but twice, and all he wants to do is make you feel better. Yeah. It's amazing. What an, honestly, an angel on earth is what I call Brian. I mean, unbelievable. Yep. yep. Yes. There's no question and about just, it. But, yeah, he, 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 he is a victim, absolutely. But he chose to push forward because there was nothing he could do, and that is so difficult and remarkable and just amazing. Yeah, it is. There's and no to, to help other people. Madison, do you have tips for us on how to watch or not watch the evening news every night? <laughs> do you have any tips on how to avoid that? Yeah, it's called take your clicker and throw it in the trash. Um. <laughs> go for a walk. Go for a walk. Yeah, that'd be good. The news is unbearable. So, yeah, go for a walk. Well, it is. And you know what's funny is my mom does this. She says when she's watching the news and things start to get, you know, ag- agitate her. She just turns on the weather channel, and I go, oh, yeah, because natural disasters always make you feel better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There you go. But she's like, oh, it's just mindless, and, you know, but a lot of people actually will turn on the the home shopping network, um, you know, and and, and look at those gadgets, but my best advice would be to get outside and realize, because if you're watching the news, it's like, life's falling apart. The world's a terrible place. Everybody hates each other. This is everybody's racist. Everybody's this. Right. And you step outside and you're like, wow, it's, it's beautiful. People are smiling. Life is good. I apologize for the siren. I'm in New York City. No matter what how high do? up you are, they get you. Yeah, what did you do, do Madison? Why are they coming after you? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sounds like they're coming to get you. They're coming to get you. They, just... they are. They're, they're like your your two nights. Your two nights. Oh, you that you've get... committed the crime of niceness. That's what it is. No but, doubt about it. Do you know what's been so fun? Do you know what's been so fun about this book? I got to tell you is I'll go down the street and um, I'll say to people, "What time is it?" And sometimes they look at their watch and I go, oh, it's six o'clock." I said, "No," and I'll show them the cover of my book and they all start laughing. <laughs> and they go, "Oh, that's funny." Now, I do have to ask you, so in fact, you, it's been a joy. when you show them the cover of the book, do some of them get offended at the title? Um, no, no, the only person that walked away from me uh, was a monk. Like a guy that, you know, they hand out those oh. bracelets in the oh, city sure, and the yeah. robes. <clears throat> yep. I said, what do you think of my new book? And I showed it to him and he just goes, eh, and just walked <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. How very monk-like. That is very... Oh, yes, that's very monk-like. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, I went into Times Square to uh, to ask people what they thought about the title. The reactions were pretty funny. It's actually... I just put it up on my new YouTube channel, which is Madison Malloy, so people can go and check that out. It's, it's a funny interview, and it's on my uh, Instagram, too, at Real Madison Malloy, so they can they can look at that and have a quick laugh. Right, we will put that your links on our socials. Yeah, no question about that. Now, Madison, Thank you. one of the reasons Thank you. we 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 talked about the you know Catherine and I've been together forty one years, I think it is now, and don't remind me. Oh, here we see, Madison. Congratulations! See? 
<laughs> See what I put up with? But what I was going to say is, you know, we talked about the, the family loves one another. We spend a lot of time together. The kids come over to the house all the time. We do things with the grandkids. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, uh, all the rest of it. But an example of how, why I love Catherine so much, because I walked, I, I do a morning talk show in town as well. And I went home between the two shows for about a half an hour, and I walked in the house, and she looked at me and said, oh, you had a much better day. I didn't say one thing, not one word, and she knew immediately that I had a much better day. Isn't that wonderful that she cares that much? Yes, and she knows you so well that she was able to like really kind of read you and your energy. And 41 years, I think that's so amazing and i hope you guys preach your relationship tips because i feel like people just give up so easily they do I when, when that's the relationship. The relationship. but that's the relationship tip yeah. is just to give up <laughs> yeah, just give up yeah exactly right surrender like you can't give up yeah story of my life i'm a runner <laughs> oh god yeah there you go but I mean that's you're right. I mean when you, when you look at, look back at it that way, yeah, 41 years is a long time to be together. We've been married what third, coming up on 38 next year. Yeah, been married 38 years next July I think it's 7th. Awesome. I, we do too. And I, you know, our son is married, has a little boy. Our daughter Alex is married, has a little girl and a little boy. We all, it's one, there, there's a thing here called the, the Seavers Fall Festival. It's got these corn pits and rides. It's all the stuff to do for these children. Just watching a six-year-old and a four-year-old run around having so much fun at a fall festival. I mean, I don't need anything more than that. That's, that makes me so happy, I can't even tell you. That is the magic of life and why we got to get back to talking and promoting the nuclear family because it is the best thing ever. Why did we get away from that? Madison, why did we ever get away from the idea that nuclear family is the way to go? I never did understand that. Well, you'll have to have me on for a full hour to go through this. But I think it's, <laughs> okay. My theory is that it started with we need more tax revenue in the system. Let's force the women to go to work, which was great, right? I like working. I like being a career woman. But I think it went a little too far and told women they don't need men and they don't need children and they don't need. And um, I was a victim of that. And I'm, I'm not a victim. I'm just saying, like, I, I you know, unfortunately felt like maybe I, I missed out on, on some great people that I could have had a family with. And um, but everything happens for a reason. So, no, I'm not a victim. Uh, but I think I think it, it did go too far. I don't know. Was it was it to fund the, the, the tax revenue? Was it to. Uh, get rid of the family so they could create more fear to control us? I don't know. These are just opinions and thoughts. I could be totally wrong, but I think we need to get back to the fact of, of telling people, like, the family is where it's at. That is what life is about. You know, have your career. It's awesome, too, but you can do both. Yeah, let's talk you more about You need to be fulfilled that. in multiple areas. Yeah, let's talk more about that because, like I said, Catherine and I have been together 41 years, been married for 38 years. Uh, we have Andy, our, our oldest, a uh, couple years younger, our daughter. Uh, I literally don't know what I would do if, if all, you know, all of a sudden Catherine came to me and said, you know, we've had enough of you. Go away. <laughs> I really don't know what I would do, That's you know. That's what she'd say. <laughs> we've had enough of you. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's um, family is so 
so, so, so important and uh, cherish those relationships and, uh, you know, be grateful for what you have because nothing in this life is guaranteed except for death and taxes. Uh, yeah, we just talked about taxes. We just paid our corporate taxes the uh, other day, and I just love the painful. fact that, you know what but, I really like, uh, Madison, is when, if I work a 40-hour week, I work 20 hours a week for me and 20 hours a week for the government. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? It's I know. But the thing is, like, I wish I wish we could have, like, a vote on how they spend the money yes. more. I mean, we kind of do, but we really don't. No. No, we don't. We don't have any control over that. Uh, you do talk about faith in your book. We're talking to Madison Malloy about her book, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, it's a great title. She shows the title to everybody, Time to Lighten the F Up, but it's the... So how do you actually say the title? If you can't say the F-bomb when you say the name of the title of your book, how do you say it? Uh, for radio, I would say it exactly how you said it, Just Time t- to Lighten the F Up. Time to Lighten the F Up, yeah. For, yeah, that's probably the best route to take, but... Um, you talk about faith in your book. You talk about, you know, gratitude and faith and things like that. And by the way, I, I couldn't agree more. Having faith in others and having gratitude for your life is a magnificent thing. But you don't see much of that, do you? No. And I think the reason that um, you'll hear other self-help gurus talk about it, having gratitude or waking up with gratitude, I, I like to think about it this way, right? So I'm a Christian, and God is is big in my life. And I always say, well, if I'm not thankful for all the amazing gifts that God gave me, why would he want to give me more? And think about it this way. If you went shopping and you picked out the perfect gift for somebody and you gave them that gift, you put so much time and energy and thought behind it and love, and they just were kind of like, eh, okay. You wouldn't be that inclined to give them another gift. They just suck the joy right out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably how God feels when we're not thankful for all the, the miracles and everyday blessings he gives us in our life. So when you wake up and you say, you know, thank you for another day and thank you for, uh, you know, having a healthy body and for being able to work and for having a roof over my head or that, that I'm happy today, and you go to bed, and you thank them for the day, and if you have challenges, like, thank you for these challenges. They're going to help me grow as a person. You are going to just receive more. You're just in that receiving uh, energy, and when I speak in the book, so um, I talk about uh, the power of prayer. Now, some people are more spiritual, and they like to do the universe, which is perfectly fine. I'm not right. trying to convert anybody by right. any means. Um, but I, you, you got to have something bigger than yourself that you that you you know you kind of look to. And I know that when I've used prayer, uh, whether there was a deal on the line or an opportunity or something, um, it has worked very very quickly. And uh, God is there. You just got to ask, or the universe, whatever you believe. So yeah. it's very important to have faith. And the opposite of fear is faith. There you have it right there. I, I, Madison, I think I, I love your take on everything. I do have a question, and this is a tough one to answer. I've asked so many people, and not one person has an answer for me. I grew up a nice Roman Catholic boy, you know. I don't know how nice I am anymore or whatever. But, look, I mean, it's all about goodness. Uh, uh, God is goodness, and I guess the devil is evil or whatever. But why okay. is it that right now in the world, or at least in America, 
that being a Christian is the worst thing you can possibly be. We've condemned all these other people for their skin color or their beliefs or whatever, and we just can't give it up because now apparently white men who are Christians are the worst human beings on earth. What is that all about? I don't, why is Christian faith worse than all the other ones? Because I don't get it. It's not. It's absolutely not. And I think that uh, the devil is here, obviously, and he's, he seems to have a lot of power uh, at this point. And he's, it was in the Bible. He's trying to turn people away from God. And uh, by saying, you know, Christian's the worst thing ever, it's like, oh, okay. Um, I don't choose—I'm I'm not a bad person. I'm an amazing person. I have amazing friends and family, and I will always say, no matter what, there's nobody that's going to divide me or control me or turn me against somebody else, because my leader is God. So and goodness. God will—you know, I, I try to live through that Word, and when you're living through kind of the Word of God— um, you are you're kinder to people because they're also his creation, and uh, so you know you stop judging people, you'll stop being fearful. Um, there's so many kind of uh, amazing things um, that come come with that, and yeah, it's it's very sad what what is happening. But I also think that we're being tested, and we have free will. And uh, the other thing I want to say about God, and I, I think why some people have maybe turned away from God is that uh, us as humans have turned God into a humorless, don't do this, don't do that type of scenario, when I don't think God had much to do with that. I think God loves us in all our glory, and uh, that's why I had no problem putting a chapter about faith and God in a book that uses the F word and talks about, you know, penis jokes. Because I know God is laughing, and he's saying, you know what, this may be a little crude, but hey, she's doing a good thing, okay, you know? Um, and he forgives us, and he loves us, and, and, and that's important. So, yes, I, I toned down the dick jokes for that chapter, but uh, they come right back. They come storming back. That's a good thing. Who Does anybody at the table, or, or Madison, do you uh, there's a painting out there. It's been around for 30, 40 years, maybe longer than that. I don't even know, but I've known about it 30, 40 years. There's a painting, Laughing Jesus. It's a phenomenal painting because it's this great rendition of Jesus Christ, only he's really laughing, so he's got his mouth wide open. He just looks really happy. I love that painting. It's a great painting. I haven't seen it. I've got to go check. I've got to go find it and check it out. Andy, would you quickly look at see if you can find Laughing Jesus and who who painted it? Andy, it was oh he's got it. Deb <laughs> Menard, it looks Deb like. Menard. Oh, oh, so it was a woman that painted it. I don't know. Deb or Deb? oh Deb? No, Deb, but that okay. that could yeah, be European. Could be. Who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Deb, who? Menard. Deb. M e n a r d. M i n n a r d. It was. Yes, it's a woman. So Deb Menard, M-I-N-N-A-R-D, you can check it out, Madison. You would love it. it Jesus is laughing, and it's a great, it, the picture. She just actually looking. paints a lot of, like, she's got Jesus playing with a dog. <laughs> Jesus that just caught a bunch of fish. Jesus and he's going be, like, look at these fish. Jesus would definitely be a dog person. <laughs> she's de- yeah, it's a very humanized See, version. I'm, I love that, though, that she did that. I think it's a great, great idea to do something like that. What do you, Madison, well, what do you it think? it is, yeah, I think it is a great idea. I remember when I was in middle school, 
there was a whole T-shirt collection called Air Jesus, and it had Jesus playing all these sports. <laughs> well, see, there you go. It was yeah. great. It is great. <laughs> I used to wear them all, all the time. But, yeah, I think it's like, you know, here's the thing is, is, you know, God created us and made us with senses of humor, so don't take yourself so seriously. And if you make a mistake, that's, he forgives you. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself or other people around you. We're human. I think it's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Time to Lighten the F Up is available on Amazon right now. Madison Malloy, M-A-L-L-O-Y. Madison, you've been a great guest. You, you cheered us all up because you actually care, which I really like. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm so appreciative for you guys having me on your show. I'm, I'm honored. We'll come back soon, all right? I would love to. Thank you so much. Thanks, Madison. Good day. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant madison malloy ladies and gentlemen she was very very sweet didn't you think mm-hmm. yes now, see, she's not one of those people where she's going to shove her religion or faith down your throat. She waited till the end. Um, 
No, not to shove it down your throat. I mean, she waited to the end to talk about it. I didn't mean she shoved it down your throat. That's not what I meant at all. I just, yeah. It kind of sounded like that's what I said. Good thing you. But let me ask you guys at the table a question. And here's the thing I don't understand. Right now, Christianity is horrible, but all other religions are fine. Right? Isn't that the experience you're having? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so you can throw gay people off of buildings or kill women, and your religion's okay, but Christianity's not. Christians vote Republican. Oh, do they? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Yes, that is what it is. Oh, my God. It's a, Even that's political. Oh, of course. I mean, the news oh, media, media is well, very, I mean, very partisan. I think the religion, obviously, a lot of the time ties in with abortion, gay rights, trans rights. Well, but none of, of those people... are a thing in Islam, but Islam is okay. I know, and that's the thing. That it's, it's all like about People voting. just think about Christians when it's, I mean, like. Um, that's because Christianity is the majority here. Well, it's because the news media the tells States. them that Christians what are What is Russian Orthodox? It's like, it's a form of Christianity. It is, okay. yeah. I was, I know, I was actually in a Russian Orthodox <clears throat> church one time. Very intense. In Russia. And there were lots of small, tiny women in black, like almost like nun garb, lying on the floor, face down, with really? their hands up in the aisles. So we're doing Not sit-ups? lots, but, you know, maybe six, which that's kind of a lot of people to lie around on the floor. To lie face Apparently down on the floor. Apparently that's a way, to, that's something about worship, hmm. to humble yourself before Oh, so yeah, Jesus, it's a, a humility thing. Which I'm not really sure if that's the point. Well, at <clears throat> Fawn and Sage's school, there are um, quite a few Russian Orthodox people Okay. at their school, and they... Um, at the school, do not celebrate Halloween because mm-hmm. of the Russian Orthodox people, because they think it is a satanic holiday. I have a question. Well, Orthodox is very, very, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything that's in the Bible, they follow. Well, yeah. it's interesting because Russia doesn't really l- promote or like religion, right? Not really. No. Communism not terribly, does no. not love no. religion. Yeah. They want the government to be... Everything to everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why Russian Orthodox people still, I mean, they didn't, they didn't shut down those churches? They didn't make them not I don't worship? know. You've been to Russia. I've never been. I know, but I mean, they, well, I went after the curtain fell. Yeah, that's I let, true. I went after the party fell. So I don't know what it was like back yeah, in those true. days. I don't, I don't think you could worship for the longest time. I don't, I don't think you could. I just, I just, but Andy is right on the money. This is all about getting you to vote for the wrong party, for the right party. Yep. So even your faith gets thrown into the pit because well, yeah, if you don't obey, you're the bad guy. And so it's all about making money. That's how the news agencies make money by supporting a certain party because yep. those parties give tons of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, look how much money. Take money so from many, everyone else and give so it to them. So many religions have a ton of money and they went in on the action. That is also true. Christianity, yeah. Uh, a lot of churches make a ton of money. Yes, those mega churches, God, oh the gosh. amount of money they make. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, God, yeah, it's billions, right? I wonder. Let's see. Well, some of them, I think, have made well over a billion dollars. Well, the Billy Graham Foundation, they made a ton of money. But I don't think he lived like, he wasn't flying around in helicopters and I don't think private so, jets. Yeah. I, I, mean, I might be wrong. The <coughs> average megachurch makes $6.5 million a year. That's pretty good. Tax free. Yeah, tax free. Mega church. That's right. It's yeah, tax. So it's real. basically 13 million a year. 
Let's see, how many megachurches are in the United States? I wonder. Well, megachurches are um, fun. They have great music programs. They laugh. They have They're concerts, programs. yeah. It's <clears throat> yeah. Borderline yeah. not church. Well. Depending on who you ask. This yeah. is true. Yeah, depending yeah. on who you ask. But uh, uh, there are about 50 mega churches in the United States. Really? Only One for every state. Only 50. About, I thought yeah. there'd be more. <clears throat> so times 6.7 million, they make, let's see, what is this number? I have to add commas to it so well, I can read. 310 well, I mean, million. Yeah. $335 million a year. Yeah. Pretty well, good. I, I have people in my life that are on all spectrums of religion. Yeah, right. And... Some of them feel that the mega church is a good thing because at least it gets people to church. Because you can't get people to yeah. go to church if you're just going to have a boring, you know, uh, sermon, same old thing, same old thing every single time. And the way to get youth into church is to engage them through music and all that kind of stuff. Well, maybe they should go to the Gateway Church in Texas, which has an average weekly attendance of 100,000 people. <laughs> My what? God. That's like man, the city of Saint Cloud, isn't it? There's a giant church about I don't even know three, four blocks away from our condo in Florida. It's fifty percent bigger than Saint Cloud. Something by the way. family, something. It's huge. Something and I know, family, something. Uh, <laughs> something <laughs> family, one. something. You know me. There's Very a place famous. called Christ Fellowship in Palm Beach Gardens. No, this is right on um, Flagler Flagler Drive, right by the bridge. Huh. There's that there's that old church that they're going to turn into a condo. Oh yeah, it's the and other then church. It's, a, uh, it's the one right next to it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's right a, by know. the campus. The um. The yeah, the faith church. Yes, that's huge, isn't? It? Is that a mega church? Uh, what makes it a mega church? Has Ten thousand or more people. Okay. Yeah. I think that this is a pretty big church. But it has its own Wikipedia article, which does describe it as a mega church. The, yeah, this has twenty-eight thousand at- in attendance each week. Yep, twenty-eight thousand. They have huge Jesus. youth programs. I mean, so many youth programs. Oh, do they? They do a lot of good for the community too. I mean, is they... it like half Korean? I don't know about that. There's a lot of Korean Christians in that area. Really? Well, the, well, the church a, that I walked by to get to your the work every yeah the ones that uh, feed, that was a yeah, Korean feed, place yeah they feed the homeless a lot yep. there at that church yes they do oh the one right right kitty corner from your house whatever it was yeah yeah all yeah, of all of Avernia, Avernia. yeah not Av- yeah all of Avernia was it Avernia <laughs> yes I, I suppose so. it we have a lot of mega churches in Minnesota we do. Yeah. Eagle Brook. There's a couple of those. Where's that? There's a bunch of different we ones. we got Eagle Brook, Substance, and River Valley. Yeah, that's what I mean. I Wooddale. Can of, I can think of quite a few right off the top of my head here in Minnesota to think there's only 50 in the United States, considering the South is the Bible yeah. Belt. Yeah. Yeah. And they would really love a mega church because they love, you know, the whole pomp or music and big celebrations. There's one in Shakopee that we drive by that's humongous. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it's called, though. Shakopee. That's interesting that we have mega so many church. here. And we're such there's a, a lot of them. Non- 
Is that? I think that might Fun. be a river valley. Oh, it is a river valley. I think. Oh, I remember yeah. driving. Oh, the one just off 169 there, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah, it is a river valley. Yeah, we used yep. to drive by to go to uh, Melissa's mom's house. What's the one that Jeff worked at? Was that a mega church? He worked at Eagle Brook, yeah. That's a is that, that, oh, that is a mega church. There's that, a bunch of different ones. Oh, because I've seen one. Can you buy shares in a mega church? <clears throat> I don't think so. No. So no, pu- no publicly traded churches? <laughs> well, you so. got public money coming in there. That, there you go. That is true. Um, do you think, that, once again, the problem with religion turned out to be, because if everybody just followed their beliefs, you'd be just fine. But then as soon as, once again, they're being used for politics, they're being used for, I mean, everything. It's abusing religion that I have a problem with. When people say that you better believe what I believe or I'll kill you, I got a real problem with that. Well, you, you know? should. That's kind of a bad thing. It's happened for thousands and thousands of years, though. I know. And that's why people don't like the history of churches, and that's why they're anti-church or religion. But I, and I love the point that Andy made, that, that Christianity right now, the news is driving people away from that because yep. of the vote, because that's, they vote wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, every group you said, Christians vote Republican, white people vote Republican, men vote Republican, straight people tend Republican. Every group under attack is because they don't vote for the party that the media wants them to. God, that's amazing, isn't it? And the media makes more and more and more money because you get more and more money from the government. Yeah, they're getting plenty of money from the government in places like BlackRock, but people aren't watching, so does it really matter? I mean, I guess when you get your golden parachute, what else matters? Yeah, that's probably true. But the news organizations themselves don't have a whole lot of time left. You know, yeah, I think you're probably right about that because I watch very little news. I'll watch for about five minutes is all I can take. And then they start in with the this politics deal mm-hmm. and that religion deal. and All the cronyism <clears throat> money in the world doesn't matter when every advertiser leaves because no one's watching. That is the problem. No question oh, about that. There was a debate yesterday with Oh, Walls and Jensen? There yeah. was? Yeah. I thought he wasn't going to debate. I wouldn't. I Are you Waltz, kidding? Waltz refused to debate, but I guess he debated. I wouldn't how debate. How did it go? Yeah, how did it? 100%. Well, let, let's guess. Star Tribune loved Waltz. Jensen was very racist, <laughs> and he hates women. <laughs> the look on his face, face was anti-woman. Yes, you yeah. could tell by the speed of his blinking that he wants to kill all women. Yeah. I was going to say. Let's see what the Star Tribune said. If I Yeah, can. you guys look this up, I was going to say. So my kids go to a Lutheran school. And it's interesting because we have to do Bible lessons with Fawn for homework one, one, two days a week. And reading them, sometimes I'm like, because she's in first grade, and I'm like, well, this is a weird story because I... <laughs> this is a weird story. <laughs> oh, there's story. a lot of weird stories I mean, in the Bible. Some of them, <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself very a very religious person. I went to Catholic schools growing up. I went to a Catholic college. Whatever. I don't think there's anything wrong with being religious. I suppose I'm a little religious. I don't know. Um, what? But I feel like uh, some of the stories with the relationship with God, it sounds like a very abusive relationship. Like if this were, if I had a friend and it's like, oh, my husband is treating me the way that God treated his followers, I'd be like, talking about Old, Old Testament stuff. Out of here. Well, yeah. but God is also not a person, so you can't. Know, but it's it's like, more like I mean, the relationship between someone and their dog. Well, but like if your husband treated you like your dog, you treat your dogs, that would be abusive. But here's the thing 
talking to my first grader about it, and it's like, oh, God told this guy to bring his son to a mountain and murder him because he said so. And then he was going to do it because he's like, yep, I will do whatever God says. And then God's like, jokes, just wanted to see if you would do it. You don't have to. Being tested. Like, that's that's weird. You know, and stuff like that is just a little, I'm like, I don't want Fawn to be like, oh, okay, this is normal. Because it's not. That's it's not weird. normal. You're, yeah, and you should. You don't have to follow the. That's the, weird. Yeah, well, Old Testament. I'm surprised, yeah. I'm surprised that they're focusing on the Old Testament. Well, they're with, starting with. They, they started from page my, one of the my Bible. My religious upbringing was almost entirely Old Testament based. Oh, yeah. Was it really? It was mm-hmm. Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, and then like the Old Testament. Yeah. Huh. Jonah and the whale, you know, Genesis, they're the starting... Jews in Egypt, every story. I remember hearing about all the time was from the Old Testament. Yeah, her class is starting with, I mean, they started with. In the beginning? In the beginning. And they're going from, like, story to story. Well, I mean, there are life lessons to be learned in those old stories. There there are are. certain things, yes. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, the Old Testament stories are more child-friendly. It's like, oh, this guy got swallowed by a whale. You know, a kid can, they think that's, like, you know, fun. But all the New Testament stuff is kind of just like, you know, Jesus healed the leper. It's like the difference between the original Beatles stuff and after the sitar. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's exactly like, what it's it is. It's the difference between Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper. Yes. Like, that's where we're at with Old and uh, New I Testament. I remember I was shopping around for a small school for both of you um, in elementary school. And I, I went into this one on 101. It was a Lutheran church. And I went in there, and they were some sort of Missouri Synod or something. Yeah, that's, that's the a, most popular that's thing. That's the most popular. Uh, this one was pretty Lutheran. I don't know like, what it is, but well, it's maybe very severe. It, no, the okay. Well, well then it wasn't that. Wells, Wells, yeah, I think well, is the most because there's three types of Lutheran. There's Wells, Missouri Synod, and then like I F something like there's an acronym. Wells is the most Ultra conservative women can't work over men oh. in the Lutheran in the Lutheran Church. Huh. Um, very like the pastors have to be male. Um, they wear robes like Catholic so borderline priests. Catholic. Yeah, okay. and then Missouri Synod's kind of in the middle, okay. and then this the one, other one is like being gay is fine. Women can be pastors, like whatever. That's so. There's even a scale within Lutheran. There's oh, conservative absolutely. to Liberal. Sure. Well, in in Judaism as well. Catholicism yeah. too. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But at this Catholics little school, are, they gave me a know. little flyer about you know what they taught children, and one of the things was the first thing was we teach your children that they are born dead. Mm-hmm. What? Whoa. And they only through and only dead. through Jesus Christ can they be alive. Yeah, see, that's it's very gossip. I'm not doing this. No. Exactly. I know. Come on. It's just. It's weird. <clears throat> It's, it's very not, like Edgar Allan Poe. I know, and it's as like much I am as born an empty shell. Yeah, yeah, and as much as Fawn, you know, because she absorbs everything, and she'll come home and be like, "Well, we talked about this in Bible lesson today," and blah 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 Mommy, blah. Mommy, I was born dead. And that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, yeah," and I try yeah, to. That's pretty heavy for an elementary school. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Concept yeah. at all. I know, and the whole, you know, I would go to church with my cousin growing up, and they were Christian, evangelical. And, you know, the message, a lot of the time, 
we are all horrible sinners. Oh, yeah. Oh, and no. you we are, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, just constantly hearing how awful you are and the only way that you can possibly be okay is following Jesus. Is, I, well, if you think about it, that's pretty much the message of every religion, religion no, secular totally or it otherwise totally out is. there. Yes. No, I mean, it even totally Buddhism, is, a lot of people think Buddhism is, Buddhism is just like, you know, peace and love, but... No. The, four no, the Four Noble Truths, uh, life is suffering, and the only way to stop suffering is to Get stop being reincarnated. Of, yeah. So basically, dying just brings you back to suffer more. Yeah. And the only way to stop suffering is to just become obliterated. And, like, and that's the goal of Buddhism. Yeah. Wonderful. And like life so on not... Earth is all about just not caring about... Things. Desire is the cause of suffering, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you're just not it's, supposed to care about it. It's actually very negative. Pretty much all religions are. Yeah. And it's even weird. the modern day, you know, like secular religions. Yeah. Like, well, we were talking about, you know, if you're white, then you're racist by default and you have to purge your whiteness and so forth. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It is. You're always born bad and you can't or become dead. good, but you can become less bad, maybe. I know, what a the, goal! It's yeah. yeah maybe really. if you're lucky. I, I understand Wendy was born dead. Yep. Wendy, were you born dead? Are you still dead, or are you alive? You know, well, you know not born dead, but uh, my family. Well, I hate saying I'm like Missouri Synod because I'm a terrible Christian. I'm like one of those Christmas Easter Lutherans, Christmas Easter wedding funeral Lutherans. Yep. But uh, Missouri, Missouri Synod is kind of like. The, the most strict is the um, Wisconsin Synod. That's maybe the what Wells. they were. Yeah. That's Wells. Yep, yep. And that, that's one of like, apparently, from what we were told back then, they don't like dancing. They don't, uh, you shouldn't belong to the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts because they say God in like, under God or something. There, I don't know. I try to stay away from the people that are super crazy like that. But uh, good move. I mean, even the even the Missouri Synod, ELCA is the most liberal of them. ELCA. But Missouri Synod, yeah, uh, Missouri Synod will not let women be pastors. Which I don't know. I think is kind of ridiculous. But they, um, <laughs> I find it amusing that they believe that uh, they. I was actually told while my daughter was uh, doing um, confirmation classes, starting them, that the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church, they actually go by the Bible. They interpret the, you know, the Bible, whatever the Bible says is what they do. But the problem is, as, you know, of course, me, I can't let something like that go. I'm like, um, well, are you sure that you do that? I said, because it kind of sounds like you're taking specific passages from the Bible and using them for your own to justify your right to, or, you know, to justify not letting women in these positions. And I did something that I was pretty sure I was going to get excommunicated for, but they didn't. I said, what about Mary Magdalene? I said, she was, you know, she was like Jesus's right hand. Oh, my. That the youth minister did not like that. Why? But... Uh, Oh, dude, you'd have to meet him to believe him. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. He's one of those that's like, I believe what I believe, and if you believe something different, you're stupid and you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a lot of that in politics right now. That's fun. 
No, it, because we're in the Christmas Easter wedding funeral Lutheran, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, but I just don't believe in organized religions. Well, that's fine. You know, churches. Well, they don't give you, you know, a lot of reason to say, love them. If they say the Lord will provide, well, then they don't necessarily need me giving them money, do they? Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Well, you know, it's interesting. I wish that we could come to the common thread of religions about how, um, to me, my spirituality mm-hmm. is more like, okay, that whole give it up, you know, giving up your burdens, you know, letting go, letting, go, letting God, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, it's letting go of the ego and letting yep. life um be without trying to mm-hmm. spend so much time being anxious and nervous about how things didn't go this way because that's how you expect things because we don't really have <laughs> a lot of control in this world we think we do mm-hmm. and I, I think religion the thing that is good is that we can look outside of ourselves and say there's other people where we should be all connected we should be helpful we should be kind we should not be constantly worrying about our own fragile egos and our and and i think a lot of that is what produces all of this anxiety so i mean there are good mm-hmm. good good things in all religions but we're too busy arguing yeah. about how we do things and how we worship and all of that well i think i think part of it the part that i've noticed is it's kind of like how you believe in god Do you believe that God is a forgiving, loving, caring God, or do you believe that God is a hateful, vengeful, punishing God? I prefer to think of the first one because, you know, God did not make, you know, the higher power, God did not make everything that he or she made to watch it, like, blow up and, you know, be hateful and all that stuff. Like I would much prefer, you know me. I would much prefer to help, you know, help the person next to me rather right. than try to calm them down. It's like if you help the people around you, you're only going to build yourself and your community up. Right. You know, if you do it the other way, it's going to all go to hell. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. 
Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I mean, do people not notice that God is just a shortened version of the word good? So why would the, no. anybody who's good be evil? That makes no sense. Or crabby. Even. It, it, yeah. Well, yeah, you can be. Because it's not, it doesn't match their. Uh, yeah. It well, doesn't match exactly. the trying to help people. Well, you we, know? we've seen through history, you can be good and also you can, I mean, you can be religious and be very bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and very evil. Oh, yeah. And do terrible things. No doubt about it. To others in the name of your religion. So God. that's what everybody's against. I believe, but we just don't have religious leaders that bring people together. It's, it's well, you, you have to believe what I believe. You have to come to my church. My church will tell you what to do, and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. Everybody else well, is going to hell. They have, they have the do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay, that's really simple, but it's extraordinarily powerful yes. at the same time. Like, And people need to listen to that. It's like... Going around being a jerk to everybody is going to get nobody anything. No peace, no, you know, no neighbor, no cohesion, no cooperation. You know, just be nice to each other. And I can't believe how many people have excuses why they can't be nice to each other. Exactly. Amen, sister. I just looked it up because Amen. the church that I got married at I is Missouri Synod, and they have female pastors. Okay, so. so you were wrong. No. <laughs> the taskmaster was no. female. Wendy said that they can't have male pastors. But there's. Well, at least the women in our church, that's what was explained to us when my dad got well, confused. And that's, that they're not alone. Section of Lutheranism, there's its own scale. You yep. know, it's just yeah, the taskmaster. Well, she, I mean, yeah, the difference sure between was. Muslims and Jews was an argument over a, a branch of a family, right? Ruth or something. Wasn't that what the whole argument was? I think it was like. Uh, I mean, it's that kind of thing. Well, it, the main thing was Muhammad. So Jews think that the prophet was uh, Abraham. I think. Uh, is uh, Muslims think that Abra- or, um, Muhammad was the true prophet, right. Right. and Christians believe that Jesus was the true prophet. But there was something mm-hmm. about Ruth. I know that there was something well, yeah, about there, Ruth. There's something like, about the Ruth. sons of uh, Abel, I think. You know, he had three of them, and then each of the three became each of the three religions or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, no one really, no one's like, oh, I, I'm on team, you know, son too. 
they're on Team Muhammad well, they, or Team Abraham or whatever. Okay. There, there were you. You are right. There is because I one of my college classes was the like the Bible is literature. So I actually mm-hmm. read about this, and I really didn't know that before. But it, it's uh, it was I believe it was Abraham, and he had two sons, but one because he was really old and didn't think that he they didn't think that his wife Sarah would be able to have a child. So she set it up so like one of their handmaidens had a child first and then because God smiled on her or something, then she um, was able to have, oh, I don't want to mess up the name on this Here one. Here we go. It's, uh, so Abraham, Abraham is the like most recent point where all the religions agree. And then his son, mm-hmm. he had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. And Islam yep. traces its uh, beliefs from Ishmael, whereas Judaism and Christianity are from Isaac. Because Ishmael's mother, they, Sarah, uh, what is it? She cast Ishmael's mother and the child out into the desert. And the angel, there was an angel that watched over them. And it, from, from, when he, from when she was cast out into the desert, that, that's the big split between the lineage of Christianity and the lineage of uh, Islam. Yeah, apparently Muhammad was a descendant of Ishmael, but not Isaac. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Israelites yep. are descendants of Isaac. So there is, there's like a yeah, you know, familial feud going on there, very Montagues and Capulets. Is it all the way back to Cain and Abel? Uh, no. A- Abraham that. was after, after that. that. I just read Cain and Abel, and now we're on Abraham. And mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with Abraham. Isn't he the one whose wife was like... Eight uh, million years yeah, old she when had she a kid. had, because yep. God promised that they would have a son and that the holiest one would descend from them, and he, yep. she kept on not getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden God showed up as a man with two other guys. I've read all this. You've read all of it? Recently. And, and last, what have you learned? Last mm-hmm. week, I've learned that... God is all holy, and we should trust in him with all go. our problems. <laughs> and even if you are going to kill your son, God will be like, jokes, don't actually Well, that was Isaac, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a world, what a world. That's all I have to say. <clears throat> that it, Wendy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm just kind of hanging out this week, just, you know. Chilling in my basement, doing my work. Chilling in your basement. We always like your calls, Wendy. Keep them up, all right? (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Wendy. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where we can kind of blend all these things together and stop basing uh, our opinions on something that happened two, three, four, five thousand years ago? Oh, Do you ever think we're going cheddar? to blend all religions together? No. We're Why all not? Go going to do that. That'd be a no. Why not? Hard no. Because of culture. Why can't we just believe in good and evil? It's God and the devil, good and evil. Because of culture. Well, I mean, oh, and, even, and even the stuff in the Bible... I mean, the part in the Bible where it says that a man shall not whatever with another man. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of Christian people use is like this, you can't be gay. Because oh, I here, see what you're saying. The titles were having orgies in the Old Testament. Exactly. Well, no, so it says in that same section, it says that you shouldn't eat shrimp or cut your hair. 
What? Oh, no, I have shrimp I can't in the be freezer. gay, I can't cut my hair, and I can't eat shrimp. But they take the gay part, and they're like, this is what you cannot do. The shrimp and hair, well, we're going to leave. Don't worry we're about right. that no, so it's much. Fine. But, you know, oh, and God. that's the thing. It's like, it's well, so much with the Bible is picking and choosing of what. Yeah. Well, and okay. Exactly. So, I, my cousin, I've been very close with my entire life. She is very religious. Her husband works in a church. I texted her a couple months ago, and I was like, I have a question for you, and I'm not trying to be, you know, rude. I hope you understand. But, like, what is the Christian belief on dinosaurs? Because I'm like, there, there really is, is none. all the science. No, that's not true. No, that's not um, true at all. What, what there, are some very, there are some very severe Christian people that are like, dinosaurs are made up and it's a conspiracy right, right. and well, all the, this stuff. You know. The hardcore, the fundamentalist creationists yes. Yes. believe that the world was created as it is now 6,000 years ago. Yes. Yep. So therefore... They, they do could, not. Yes, yeah. they do. Well, that's what Genesis says. You know, God snapped and the earth came into being. Yeah, the whole yeah, seven-day creation story, that's they're like, that's Most Christians believe that that's an allegory or it's like, you know, yeah. what is a day to God? It could yes. be a billion yeah. years. Well, but is, a lot of people, they say, you know, well, no, yeah. it was created in seven days. But man oh, was created I on mean, the sixth day, right? The, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I texted her and I was like, what do you, what's the belief yeah. in Christianity about, about dinosaurs? Because there is nothing but scientific evidence that shows that dinosaurs existed millions of years before millions. humans. Yes. Right? And other animals. Sure. And she's like, you know what? I don't, I'm not sure. And I'm trying to figure it out. You and ask I'll let you know if you'll I come up with it. She's like, I'm not, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, okay. Yeah, it can range from anything you know, but Genesis, <clears throat> from Genesis was well, an allegory to yeah. God, or Satan put them there to test our faith. I oh. It depends have, on who you ask. I had this yes. conversation with a person. I don't, I'm not in contact with her anymore. She was also very religious. And I, you know, we had these conversations and. One of the things that she said that made sense to me was when people were coming into religion and societies were forming and these things were happening, the understanding of the world was probably pretty limited. Mm -hmm. uh, small Villages were small. Mm -hmm. You had, yeah, so when all of this stuff was being written... It had to be written where people could comprehend yeah, exactly. what was going on. Mm -hmm. So even if God was inspiring this, he, he or it or she mm -hmm. would have known that people's understanding had to be right. uh, about what they could understand. Yeah, yeah. like if you, you took a time machine to the Wild West, you're not going to exactly. be like, uh, let's uh, just whip out my smartphone and yeah. show you a video. Mm -hmm. that they'd right. freak out. They'd think yeah. you're like some sort of The Bible wizard. was written, <laughs> the Bible was written for the people that lived at the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And they had basically no understanding of the world. So uh, They didn't even really understand, you know, eat this and die. That's why there's so much in the Bible that's like, stop eating this, you morons. <laughs> about half of the bible really it really is them. like the cloven hoof thing it's because back then diseases were so common in animals with cloven hooves oh absolutely you get like yeah. a prion disease right. and that would wipe out the entire tribe it, right. could, it could kill the human race off exactly so so i mean and i'm like oh these all these things make sense now that you talk to somebody that mm -hmm. actually looks at it without an emotional mm -hmm. response right. to how dare you question my religion this is just what we believe and that's the end of it yeah it's like oh you can actually have a real conversation about why things happen. The one I don't get is mixed fabrics. 
That one I can't figure out. I don't know about the mixed fabrics. You, that's one of the Levitical laws. You can't wear clothing made of mixed fabrics. Uh-oh. What do you mean? It's like, like pretty sure I've got why? mixed fabrics. Like you couldn't on. mix cloth and wool. Yeah, that's why what? Like Amish I don't, that people. That one I can't figure out. That's that makes no sense. That's why Amish people wear. They all, all cloth, yeah. All cloth. Um, well, so, uh, so I can't wear something that you don't wear? No, no, anything, no anything you're wearing would be... It, you can wear all cloth, you can wear all wool, but you can't wear a cloth shirt and a wool pants. pants. I don't know it why. It was probably yeah. cash crops or what was available. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Money probably, Who knows? Yeah. Probably was. Because pretty much all, all the other money. ones make sense in a, like, kind of <clears throat> try to prevent the human race from dying out point of view. But the mixed fabrics one, I just don't get. Is that why, what, what's the religion that does the special underwear? That's Mormonism, Mormon, and it's very yeah. different. Well, Mormonism does special underwear? Yeah. yeah. Like yep. linen underwear or something? Yeah, they have some sort of special underwear that what they wear, but I don't know. I didn't know It has that. something to do with, what's his name, David Smith or whatever? John Smith? John, John, John Smith. John Smith. It doesn't sound right. No. John something. John Smith is the Pocahontas John guy. Mormon. <laughs> John It's something. Somebody. I think his name was Captain Mormon. Probably. And he had some sort of revelation. Wait, what's the... Brigham Young, is that who you're talking about? No. No, no Brigham Young. That's different. That's there was something like John Smith. It was a very generic yeah, it was name. Some, yeah, he found Joe tablets Anderson. in... He found tablets that, yeah. Upstate New York, and that's what oh, Mormonism is based on. Yeah, in like the 70s. Yeah, he found some tablets. The 1970s? Yeah. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Joseph. I was like, it is Not John. Smith. It's yeah. Joseph. So that's only a 52-year-old religion? Quick little Google search, people. Yeah. I didn't no. know that. I thought Mormonism that was way back. Than that, isn't no, it? I swear. He found tablets that was like in the 70s 1830s. or the 50s. Or 30s. 1830s. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah he lived from 1805 to 1844. Wow, that is 39 years. Wow, what happened to him? Drank well, himself to death. Probably died of ripe old age back then. Yeah, probably back then, that's true. Let's I see. thought it was yeah. like he found tablets in upstate New York. He published the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. So it was 150 years ago. Yep. John oh, Smith was murdered by a mob. I'm glad we have Really? Oh, well, okay. He got oh, murdered go. by a mob? Yes. Holy Hannah. You mean Joseph Basically. Smith? Yes. Joseph Smith, yeah. <laughs> there was some very anti-Mormon sentiment going on. Yeah. Apparently. And there still like is. Well, Mormonism oh, well, is a weird you know, one. America, the whole, founded on religious freedom. People weren't nice to people no, that they had weren't. different no. ideas about religion. No, they were so not. So it didn't work out that great well, for other people. When I was 12 years old, we had a neighbor who was this crabby old man. He was never nice to me. <clears throat> and finally, I, I spent a little time and uh, I tried to talk to him. And he told me that I was going to burn in hell. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'd like to know as a 12-year-old boy in America today, why do you think that I'm going to burn in hell? And he said, because you're a child of divorce. Oh, yeah. That's not really oh, yeah. your fault. That was a big thing back no. in the old days. No, because my parents got divorced, I was going to burn in hell. I never heard that. It doesn't <laughs> oh, even oh, make yeah. sense oh. from a biblical standpoint. <laughs> well, that's what he believed. There was a lot of bastard children in the Bible. But this was a divorce Began. because it turns on God's will. That's true. There was no divorce in the Bible, I don't nope. think. No, it was the divorce thing that was the problem because it. Well, that was know. a Catholic thing. Well, how does that? You think it was a Catholic thing? That was a Catholic thing. You he did was a not crabby like divorce. Guy. Yeah, you didn't do anything, didn't so it doesn't make any sense. To, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense well, at all. They, they, when's that ever bothered some nut job religious guy? Well, well if he's a nut job, he's a nut job. You can't take him seriously. I would have That's to true. agree with you 100%. So basically, like everything else, why can't we just take everything with a grain of salt? And unless you're trying to harm someone else, you can believe whatever you want to believe. 
What's wrong with that? Well, if Nothing. you think about it, a lot of people believe that not believing their religion is harming someone. I know. Because if, like, if I believe that you not believing what I believe means you go to hell for all eternity, then I would have a legitimate reason to think that converting you would be in your best interest. Yes. Yeah, that's what they think. Well, in a lot of religions, it's kind of a demand that they go out and spread the word. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jehovah's, LDS. Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep, they're yep. all about that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're coming up on the end here, so what? what's the answer? How do we solve all this problem? Well, the thing is, is that most people are born into a culture of mm-hmm. whatever, and religion yep, is your a culture. culture is the correct one. And that's, you're never going to get rid of how people are born into a system of beliefs. Mm-mm. It's just not going to change. What we could do is be accepting of each other and allow other people to have their beliefs and stop trying to force everything you think down everybody's throat. Well, but like I said, if I think you're going to go to hell, then I'm going to try to convert you because... You, you can tell me what you believe, and we can have conversations about it, and I can either accept it, reject it, or say, you know, that's real cool for you, but I'm going to keep on being what my culture says because my culture says you're going to burn in hell, mm-hmm. or that you don't even matter in some in some instances, unless you're born certain something, you're not going to heaven anyway. That's how the Egyptians were. Yeah. Only pharaohs got to go to heaven. So you oh, got no shot. Right. Only pharaohs, You got really? no shot. In you the, were born in the right area. The early Egyptian uh, religion, yeah. The only way you could go to heaven, first off, you had to be someone very important, like a pharaoh or a priest. And second off, so basically what happens is when you die, you know, you start to decompose. That's just how it goes. Sure. And the, the Egyptians knew that, which is why they embalmed your organs. So what they would do is they'd take the organs out, embalm them, you'd die, and you'd go to the afterlife. And then you would take your organs out of the jar and put them back in. Because otherwise uh, you couldn't move or see. I keep my organs in a jar mm-hmm, when I sleep. Exactly. See? That's all you need see? to know. I mean, the that's understanding. Very, yeah, there's, they that's had some understanding. Su- that's, a but, lot, but that's a lot of superstition. Well, but then, of course, you had to go through the Valley of Trials and fight a beast to get in, but, you know. Oh, I want to do that. Is the beast like Jude? <laughs> I will close I think it, by it's saying a gigant, this. I think it's a giant dog, yeah. Oh. I'm closing my, my deal with this. If we had just followed the rules of St. Joseph's Paris and, and Parish in North Minneapolis, the whole world would be a better place. See? Your and here's why. superior. This, no, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying. I went to school with black people. Native Americans, Mexicans, Irish, Italian, all those people. Never saw anyone get into more in an argument. I saw one fist fight, I think, in the whole time I was there for six years. Uh, One fist fight. We all got along. We all ate lunch together. We all studied together. We all did everything. Uh, My second grade teacher was a black woman. Okay, she was a black nun. I didn't see any of this hatred and strife and racism, and that did not happen in St. Joseph's Parish. We went to each other's houses. We hung out together. We played together. We did all these things, and once I got outside that area, I was like, well, what's this all about? Well, that's, that. you know, it's, I had this argument with a Jewish friend of mine. She's like, oh. Judaism doesn't want you. They don't want you. What? <laughs> It, it's really hard to become yeah, Jewish. No, it's a very. Yeah. It's very hard to become Jewish unless you're descended yeah. from the twelve because tribes of Israel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're not real mm-hmm. thrilled about the whole converting thing. It's like no. they'll do it. Icelandic yeah. people. They'll do it if you really want to. Yeah, but if you're they not don't, Icelandic, get it's the hell not out. encouraged. Yeah. Where it's Christianity, 
That's why I said, well, they're all accepting. They want, as long yeah. as you say that Jesus yeah. Christ is your Savior, then you're a Christian. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it, it's all cultural. It is all cultural. And, yeah, one, and the culture of your little parish was that we're all the same. The same. And that's a good thing. But Not that was 60 preach- years ago. I know, but I don't even know if that's what they preach anymore. I don't know anything. Well, and I forgot one part <laughs> that every that our alderman at the time would bring pumpkins to every kid in every school. Doesn't mean if it was Catholic school. There's a, his name was Joe Greenstein, Pumpkin Joe. Joe Greenstein was like the was it fifth ward alderman? I think it's I think it's the fifth ward up there. So that was the other thing. <laughs> our our view of Jews at the time was we were very grateful because he was so nice to us all the time. I mean, there, I did not see a whole lot of this hatred of someone because of their skin color or their faith or their anything. I just, well, my... I guess because we were all so poor that I guess being poor was what we all had in common, I guess. Well, in my, in my three classes of psychology, everything is fear-based. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, People I'm sure are that's true. fear-based. Somebody's different yes, than they you are. Yeah, that's afraid. true. Well, psychologically, I, that's how it is. Well, and I will say there's, I don't know, there's something about, I went to different religious schools, and my kids are now at a religious school, and I have a friend who sent her kid to a college preparatory elementary school, and now he goes to the same school that my kids go to. And she was saying, she was like, we absolutely love it here. Our son's not getting bullied. Nobody's making fun of him f- nobody's calling him gay nobody's writing obscenities on the walls in the bathroom and this was like a charter you had to get in college preparatory academy that had uniforms oh yeah and all this stuff mm-hmm. and she was like it was horrible the kids there were horrible and now they go to our school and she's like everybody's so nice and like, i never heard no... so much people calling each other gay as in ism yeah, St. Andrews was like national school, really. Yeah. Yes. Oh Every my gosh. Was also the age <coughs> bracket. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah that's I did true. it too because I was, you know, yeah. thirteen year old boy. St. Andrews yeah. was everything was gay. The greatest school. Everyone was just so nice. I know, and that's, everybody got that along. Was a great that's why yeah. And my kid's there. school reminds me so much of St. Andrews, and I'm, I don't know, it's interesting because then I went to another Catholic school in junior high, and all those people were horrendous human beings but that's <laughs> well but then again that also was the junior age. high but yeah. yeah that age is not good no my kid's school goes through eighth that's nice that's really and all nice. the kids nobody's because a lot obnoxious. of a lot of those nice small schools they only go to fifth grade and then yep. the kid goes right from being in a nice mm-hmm. inclusive yep. community to yeah. <clears throat> junior yeah. high school yeah. class of 5000 yeah probably some of the meanest people that there are on the planet earth are junior high absolutely students. all right absolutely. we got to wrap it up but it, yeah you're welcome cuz we solved all the religious yeah. issues Just the social together issues as we mesh together yeah absolutely right we will talk to you tomorrow Tomorrow's car selling secrets. Mm-hmm. Dougie is not feeling well though, so I don't know if he's even going to be. Oh here. no! Uh-oh. He's been sick for the last two days. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did he get the Uh-oh. cold that? that everyone got? If Dan and I do decide to get a three-row SUV, I'm going to have to come on to Car Selling Secrets and we can talk about all of my your wants and desires. Because I have you could be a guest. I could be a guest because I have there's specific things that I want. I've looked at the safety yeah, good test luck ratings. I've looked, certain cars, there's tons of. Yeah, but they, certain cars, there's yeah, that's like the four. Thing. None of. Yeah, and the ones that I really like seem to be not difficult to no? get. Oh, oh that's good. I have 
we have a couple of minutes. Can I do a faith in human beings thing? Yes. Okay. No. So Goodbye. Right. My, no. My Nothing father, positive, damn it. My father's 96 years old, and he won't let anybody clip his, no, his nails anymore. Other than me. He, he, no, he howls you. like a chihuahua when you go near him with a nail clipper, even so though you weird. haven't touched him. So he'll only let a professional or Alex or me or Alex he lets me go do it. and clip his nails. I wonder if it's because you have kids, so you know to like. I, I was clipping his nails, and he was absolutely thrilled and told me I did a better job than the manicurist at the salon in his building. And Who knows? all of a sudden, one day, I want I'm like, what is wrong with you? You cut me. I'm like, I didn't even touch you. Well, so anyway, are... I know he's just kind of. Yeah, I've got, I've got he's three miles to go before I reach your skin. Yes, yeah. exactly. So anyway, this woman called me that used to work in the salon at the Glen, and she said, I have now gotten permission to go into people's apartments and do their nails. Oh, there you go. For fifteen dollars, <clears throat> she'll go and clip their nails. Toenails, yucky, yucky toenails, yeah, and the that. whole thing. I'll exactly. do his fingernails. I won't yeah. do his toenails. Oh. His toenails give you nightmares. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, nice. so she went in and she did it, and she texted me and said, um, "Please pay me on Venmo." So I thought that it was her, and her name is spelled a little differently than the regular way, and I'm not going to give her name out, obviously, on on the podcast. So I paid the wrong person. Oops. And she. And it didn't have a verification with the phone number, which yeah. a lot of times they do, yeah. but it didn't on that one. Sometimes she, it does, sometimes it she doesn't. Said, yeah. She said, will you please pay me? And I'm like, oh, geez, I did pay. So I went in, and I took a screenshot of the name that I sent the money to, and I sent it to her, and she's like, oh, wrong spelling mm. of my name. I'm like, Arr! And so I was, like, trying to request the money back from the person that I shouldn't have paid. Yeah. Well, that wasn't working. So I sent a message to her, and she refunded the money. The That's woman, she just refunded it without what? a fight, without mm. a dispute, without See how anything. nice that is. That's how people should be. I was like, oh, that's, I, I seriously almost teared up. I was like, somebody did the right thing today, hallelujah, <coughs> on Venmo. She had the money, didn't ever have to do anything. I didn't have to respond Could at all. Could have thought about it for six months, which I would have just been like, forget it, keep the $15. Yeah, it's $15. It's $15. It's, yeah. But she just did the right thing. So, faith in humanity. See, there you go. Today. All right. Talk to you tomorrow.